you're a small business and you need help with your marketing, check out Phone Sites. Phone Sites allows you to build brilliant landing pages that are simple for your business so you can get leads in under five minutes. And to prove just how awesome the system is, they're giving you 14 free days. Just follow the link in the description below. Hello everyone and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana and today we are here with Clint LaPointe of Clint LaPointe Music. Hello. How's, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Good. So let's get into it. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, so I've been playing music for a good portion of my life since I've been about 14 years old. Okay. I'm turning 30 this month. Okay. Um, I'm playing guitar. Um, studied percussion and drums when I was very young, so I was drawing with Mick background, mm -hmm. was in school band. Um, so I've always played and had, you know, my friends, played with my friends, had bands through high school and uh, just continued that into adulthood and tried yeah. to make a, a, a career out of it, you yeah. know, in any way possible. Yeah. Um, uh, this is straight through. Can yeah. we start over? Yeah. No, 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 okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much you want. <laughs> okay. You're free to talk as much as you like. It's okay, all about okay. you. Okay. Um, so, so you've been doing this for a while. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so what's that been like? So you said you've been doing it for a while, and at some point it went from being a hobby. Yeah, from being to fun to being work. Yes, absolutely. Work. Um, so I've been doing it professionally, um, not under the name Clint LaPointe Music LLC. I'm actually a business under the Better Business yeah. Bureau now. But mm -hmm. um, I was doing it just to make money. Yeah. Um, I've been doing it for about seven or eight years now. Okay. Um, since I've been about 22, um, me and a, a friend of mine who went to school at the Art Institute in Boston for recording engineering um, moved out, out to LA, to Los Angeles. Yeah. And we lived out there from 2011 to 2015. And um, we did a lot of busking and busking is street performing okay. on the side of the road. Um, at the pier, the Santa Monica Pier in Venice and Malibu, and uh, we made a pretty subpar living doing that, but we were paying the rent, and we were doing what we love, and we met a lot of people doing that, who yeah. that gave us a lot of other opportunities that saw that we, we were good enough to do this or that or the other thing. So that's when I started to get into wed doing weddings and doing things that paid more house parties for people that have... Um, you know, better incomes that can afford to have music and pay a good amount for music and supply the food. And, you know, it's a good atmosphere. It's yeah. not like, oh, you come play for free, we'll toss you a few beers. It's like, if you've been putting your time in, you, you want to get paid to do it. Of course. So um, that's when I started getting in, getting into that. And that's that's when it gets challenging because when you get paid is when people expect more out of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's not like, oh, there's just some free people, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, no, I paid you to form to a standard yeah exactly yeah. and everyone's standard and expectations are obviously drastically different depending yep. on their background so <laughs> yeah and it's fun because that's when you're getting into that area of um when they say like every chef doesn't always own a restaurant you know type deal where even though they love to cook owning a business is very different you know because then you gotta worry about the marketing and then all the other things that we were talking about before yeah um so like i love playing music but that's very different than now I'm scheduling gigs and doing, you know, accounting and <laughs> yeah, and you know, expanding. Oh that. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, definitely a lot of things you would never think about when you're in any industry. Probably, I, I'd imagine if you do relate to a cook, um, I take lessons all the time from different guitar teachers. I'm always mm -hmm. trying to get better and expand because I feel like it keeps it interesting for me. So it's more, it's fun for me because I'm playing a lot of the same songs all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
that maybe I'd rather not play, <laughs> but if it makes people happy and it's it's going to get me paid, and those are two really positive things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can't you can't knock knock on you know doing cover songs that have you know Journey or Man Morrison or things that have been played a million times. If you know if it makes people happy, then that's kind of what you're here to do. Yeah. You know, that's what they hired you to do. You're entertaining. I'm sure Michael Jackson didn't want to do the same dance moves every single night when he went out, but it's part of the job, you know yeah, what I they mean? want to see. Yeah. Who was that? Um, it was a gentleman, I forget, whatever, so it was, um, I forget what band it is now, but he was just talking about that. He's like, he's like, I'm so tired of playing the certain songs yeah, because they're from like his first album like 10, 15 years ago. And he's yeah. like, I'm glad you all love the songs, but I'm tired of playing it every time. You know, yeah. so I, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be one thing if it was your own, if it was your own original yeah. music versus playing other people's music. But then, um, that at, at one at a certain point, um, you can humble yourself because um, I know really good musicians who surpass me who who will who are willing to play any song at any time because at a certain point in your musicianship. It just becomes a language, and there's a lot of different things you can mm-hmm. do with it subtly that still make it interesting for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that you're always getting better at your craft, I feel like. And I, I watch other guys that aren't getting better at their craft. And um, because there are certain agents, which we'll, we'll mention um, to advertise their names, but there are a few agents in the area that can get you a lot of work, and the work is steady and the work is good. And you can get paid pretty decent money to go and play at a restaurant for two or three hours. And if you're doing that five, six nights a week, mm-hmm. you can make a great living. Like if you're single or, if, you know, yeah. if you're living modestly, you have a Ferrari or whatever. But at the same time, a lot of those guys will go, oh, I can do that. And then they'll go online and print out. They, they know a few songs and they can sing and play guitar relatively well already. They kind of ran the gamut through high school and they, they're familiar enough with, with what's going on. They then go, oh, all I have to do is print off a bunch of lyrics and chords, and now I can go. And they come with this huge chord worker with their iPad and all of their lyrics, and they come and they kind of hack through all of these, these you know, Hotel California and Brown Eyed Girl and all these songs. And people, for some reason, are down with it, and they're able to keep playing without getting any farther than that point. And I'm not knocking anybody specifically, there's just a ton of that going on and, and not enough you know, innovation. And I love when certain guys, there are certain guys to be positive that come out because I go out and I see what other people are playing so that I go, oh, that's a great song or that's not such a good idea or how it goes off in the room. And Mm -hmm. some guys will do rap and they'll do Biggie and they'll do stuff from the 90s or stuff that's unconventional, outcast. Britney Spears kind of make it their own and get the younger girls going. And, you know, it's just, the old songs are nice, but we're definitely running into a period now where, there's it's getting a little old some of them you know what yeah. I mean and only certain crowds are going to respond to it and that's why another thing that's difficult is that I'm playing for every demographic depending on where I'm playing tonight yeah. I'm at Murphy's in Bedford if it doesn't rain okay. on the patio at the carriage house in Bedford nice. and um that's an awesome demographic those people are working class people they have enough money to go out um, they're usually pretty easygoing. If they request a song and you don't know it, they're like, oh, it's fine, you sound great, and they let you do your thing, versus um, to gen- the general um, public late night in like Portsmouth or Manchester, mm-hmm. 10 to 1, playing, closing down a bar. Yeah. It's a totally different vibe than playing for a restaurant from 6 to 9. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you have to kind of, if you're doing both of those gigs, they usually pay around the same, and 
they're but they're entirely different set lists sometimes, yeah. and sometimes you're not talking at all for one and the other one. You're like one on one with a group of people at a bar, and they're having drinks, and you're just kind of like, hey, and you really have to be okay with that, you know. And yeah. some days you're not really in the mood for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot. Of, there's actually a lot of skill there. It's almost like being a comedian where you got to feel the crowd. You kind of you got to know what. Is gonna what work, you have, what, what isn't you gonna work, work with. you gotta yeah. land it right, yeah. Yeah, and it's trial and error. A lot of times, you know, you go if you've played the same song a bunch of times and it's worked, chances are it'll work again yeah. for certain people. You look at people's; it's all age group. I feel like it has nothing to do with with anything but age. And you're probably closer to my age, so I'd play things that I would assume that I liked for you if you were sitting at a restaurant just mm-hmm. by looking at you. It's very prejudiced. But it's age prejudice, so yeah. it's, you know what I mean? It makes sense. Like, you're not going to look at me and be like, Britney Spears. Exactly. Or yeah. like, Frank Sinatra. I mean, maybe. If I was, if I was lucky. Yeah, if I was lucky. You never know. Yeah, you yeah. never know. You, you, you surpre- People surprise me sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. So, um, what type of gigs do you mainly do? I know you said you're playing at Murphy's tonight. But what other stuff do you typically do? Mainly restaurants. Um, I have a list here. I do like Fratello's, is, okay. um, the ones in Nashua, Laconia, Manchester. I do the Gaslight, the Pizza Pub, the Grill. During the summer, I do the Deck, which is really fun. And I'll usually mm-hmm. play with a drummer and maybe another guy. And it's kind of loud. And it's usually like a 7 to 11 gig. So it's younger people. Yeah. It gets fun. People are dancing. I do Cheers in Concord. Um, I do Telly's out in Epping um, off of 101, the Pizza Place. Mm-hmm. Um, the Homestead, Copper Door. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anywhere that has live music, I've probably played there at least once. Right. I've been home for about a little over three year, years now. Yeah. So I met the agent. His name is um, Paul Costly. Not so costly productions is the <laughs> name of the okay. production company. He's been around since the late 70s. He's an older guy, and he's booked Nash. He used to book nationally, and he mm-hmm. kind of settled in New Hampshire and decided he wanted to cover out the restaurant thing. So yeah. he books a lot of smaller bands and duos and he I would say he books anywhere between 100 and 300 people, you know, a month and then on a nightly basis during the summer, maybe 10 to 15 acts a night. So he does a really really good job. It's yeah, a lot of work. Yeah, and it's mostly solo guys, which is really neat, you know, yeah. the, you know the guy in the corner at the restaurant. So it's really it's a neat thing. It helps you do weddings. He has a website, notsocostlyproduction.com. You can go on and look at all of the um, different musicians, and each of us has a profile that you can listen really quick at, and that's how I'll get weddings sometimes. Like, oh, somebody's looking at my website, and they want you to play. They liked you the most out of all of the other, or whatever it was, and they want you to do their party or their wedding. Yeah. So I would prefer to get more into house parties or more into weddings because um, to be not... To be completely honest, they pay more, and I, yeah, and they're less stressed because everyone knows what's going to happen. Yeah, when you walk into a restaurant, like I said, you have to have the right mentality that day for it. And usually, I do because I do it for a living. Mm-hmm. But you're walking in with a guitar on your back and a speaker and another bag, and it's kind of quiet. Glasses are clinking, and everyone's like, you know, what I mean? it's like here I come. Hope it doesn't suck. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe people don't think like that, but that's how I think people might think. It's a little scary to walk into a room that people don't expect music to be there right off the bat, and you're, like, setting right up to these... I mean, the coach dog, I play here all the time. I mean, you're literally... People are eating right here, and you're, like... You're right here. It's it's kind of intimate, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of scary, and especially Hmm. if they start talking to you. But, um... 
no so it's it's yeah it's it can be it can be interesting <laughs> right so um you typically have a normal set that you would play like you'd walk in knowing you're doing a certain thing or you take requests i take requests for sure i don't always say i take requests but people generally are comfortable enough to come up if they like what i'm doing they'll they'll take requests and people are usually really really polite about it Unless, like I said, it's late night and then they're just rude because they're drunk and they don't realize they're being rude and that's just how it is. But um, I, so most of the time, will write down newer ones that I like that I like to do that keep the set fresh for me. Yeah. That I know will go over well. And I'll have like a piece of paper and I'll just tape it with scotch tape on my guitar because I do an acoustic guitar, so it's it's flat mm-hmm. and I can just boom and I can look down and it's there. And those are just like reference, super loose reference points. Yeah. And for the most part, I have a book full of songs that I know. And then beyond that, I probably know more songs that if somebody was like, hey, do you know, oh, I did play that six years ago. And now I've, I've adapted to the iPad or the, the phone and I have lyrics, but I don't read the lyrics of the songs I know. I just use it for if somebody asks me requests and I know the song kind of, yeah. And we want to kind of hack through it together for fun, then you know, then I'll then I'll mess around. I used to not like to do that, but I feel like it's part of. I've seen other people do it, and it it brings people together, and it's just it's not all about you. You yeah. know what I mean? It's huge. There's not a lot of businesses. There's not a lot of musicians that treat themselves as a business. And I was telling yeah. my girlfriend on the way over here, I was like, it's so cool that I'm going to a business interview because I've gone to music interviews where I talk about the album and I talk about what I do for music. But I would much rather talk about the business and talk about you know this because it, it, there's money. There's money yeah. there. It, it's it's real. It's, and it's not superficial. It's not egotistical. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And just to throw down on the egotistical side, like yeah. it takes a lot. So let's... Comparing you to like, uh, let's just say a band, you know, yeah. said band has said set list that's their music. They've played it a bunch. They practice that and they don't really take submissions from the audience for the most part. Right? Yeah. Unless it's their music. Yeah. You know, when you get into something like what you're doing, um, you have x number of potentials that the audience is like, oh, let's hear you play this. And you're like, so then you're not only worrying about. <laughs> if you're if it's even your style of music because yeah. you know I, like I said I'm not going to start singing Britney Spears it's not my range it's not any of my stuff and I'm not a good singer <laughs> so, so yeah. like if you're like okay that's not the type of music I play and then you're like well let's let's do it you know there's a lot there yeah. <laughs> and and like you said it's it's a business it's an, there's an image and that's you know why like talking to businesses especially bands like you have an image and that image is your business. Yeah. Your music is your business. Your talent, how you play, the mistakes you make, all kind of roll into someone being like, I, I like him. I want to hire him for one of my events, uh-huh. you know, or something like that. Yeah. Where if you're bad, you might not get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or if you're just thinking about yourself and what you want to play, you know, yeah. like going in with a set list and being like, this is the set list. You want to go in with a set list and then have nobody clap? You know what yeah. I mean? I'd rather walk in and be like, okay, this will work, and then play that, and maybe it doesn't work, and then two or three songs later, then you have the crowd. That's, mm-hmm. Sometimes it happens like that. It doesn't happen after the first song. Cause yeah. The first song is kind of kind of sort of important. It's nice to come out with a good first song. People go, oh, that's nice, all right. You know? 
you don't want to come out with anything slow or somber or whatever, you know. Yeah. A lot of times people play original music. I sneak original music in there all the time and I'll tell people, um, but people play original music and it ends up not being what it's what what they're already doing sounds like. Yeah. You know, or it's slow or it's it's self-indulgent or whatever. And I think a lot of the stuff that I already write already sounds like what I'm playing. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of all falls into the same, yeah. you know, feel. Yeah, it, it's... That's it. It's good marketing too. Be like, hey, this is one of ours. You know, if you're interested, you know, come yeah, up here. Yeah. And it's a lot like all this other fancy stuff you've been listening to. That mm-hmm. so if you like it, you know, check it out. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Where the industry is going, like I said, I lived in LA for four years. So I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, and I, I worked for a publishing company out of Burbank, and I worked with a couple other studios and did a lot of studio stuff after the busking thing, um, and it was awesome. But I realized and continue to realize how. The, the original music thing is, is really crippled right now and it's just, it's not like dead and like nothing is dead it's just in a state of it's really beaten and there's so many artists that think all they have to do is, you know, release music on Spotify and release singles and, and, and tour and play and release singles and tour and play over and over and over but there's too many other people doing that and that would have worked in the 70s mm-hmm. and it did work in the 70s, that's all you had to do is if you had working people that wanted to get into a van and drive around the country and p- people would pay attention, people loved going out to see music. It was it, the whole industry was entirely different. There were pe- different people funding bands than there are now. Mm-hmm. There are, are just, it's, it's, it's music is treated a lot like the food industry, I would say. Yeah. Um, and in that it's overprocessed for the masses. And that's unfortunately mm-hmm. not to be political, but that's, that's my view of the whole thing, and that's why I moved back is because I was writing, I was trying, attempting to write um, for commercials and TV and stuff like that, and I was with a couple other friends, and it was great, And but you're, you know, you're sitting in front of a computer editing, and, and I want to be playing, and, and I like playing for people, and yeah. I like playing live, and I like getting through a song, and you don't have to play through a whole song when you record anymore, and... You're playing loops and you're cut. It's like word processor at a certain point. You're just copying and pasting yeah. and editing, and it's just kind of a very hollow existence. It's like, oh, cool, oh, look at that. You somebody made one hundred fifty thousand dollars because Lowe's picked up their commercial for three years. Let's try to do that, you know, like monkey see, monkey do, or something. I don't know. So that's why hmm. I would never have seen myself to be to on the record as one of the biggest things said in this thing is I would have never seen myself doing this for a living in high school. Yeah. I had a stick up my you know what in high school and all I wanted to do was write original music and be famous. Yeah. And you would have not wanted to know me in high school and that's why I went to LA and and life you know, slapped me slapped the, the dumbness out of me and, and <laughs> now I feel like I'm doing it right. It feels it feels honest. It feels like okay, as weird as it is, it's like and, and, and like you say, it's difficult. It takes a lot. You're always learning it. It's not, I don't think I ever feel like I have it, and that's what it is. It's never like, oh, I have it now. It's always like, oh, I got to I gotta every time. And maybe I'm doing a good job, but I'm still like, I'm still in the honing process, you yeah. know what I mean, of the, of the entertainment of it. The music side of it pretty much seems to take care of itself. I know songs. I'm always learning songs. But like you say, the, the interactive side of it, what if you don't know that song or what if you don't that's not your style yeah. you know what I mean how do you go about reacting to that you have to be in a good mood and tell them no in a nice way or maybe mm-hmm. play the song in a way that you know it play a reggae version of it or a country yeah. version that you like or something mm-hmm. you know 
it's another way to make songs interesting for you and for other people like Country Roads is a great song but everyone's heard that in that fashion before so maybe make it reggae yeah. give it a reggae beat or a funky beat or something else yeah, something different fresh you know yeah. people will it'll, it, keep the chords the same keep the music kind of the same don't go too far away you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. But. so where are you looking to take everything you know we kind of know where you've been where you are now where are you looking to go is it kind of stay where you are so if, um, yeah I would say I want to the future for the next five years um, is continuing to book gigs. Right now, I can't, I can't be any happier than I am right now. I'm, I'm booked completely out till the end of September for the whole summer. Nice. Five, five to seven days a week, um, with weddings, restaurants, playing at the Sea Catch out in Hampton Beach. All kinds of awesome gigs, really fun stuff. Um, I I plan on continuing to do that, but but I but I want to get out of being solo because I love being in a band and I and I've recently seen a lot of bigger bands and I just it just gets you going and yeah. you really want to be in a, in, a, in, a, in a part of something that's that's and it's nice because I can make a living and, and it's it's it, it's relatively easy right now but um, I want to one start a large band which I've already started doing put together mm -hmm. a band of about t 10 to 15 people yeah it's gonna take probably a couple of years to really get it going but I've already talked to some singers and some drummers and a couple horn players and we'll get everybody together and probably play my original music, which is um, already online. Like I have, so I have my music online right now, mm -hmm. this album. Uh, you can buy this album cool. on iTunes or you can stream it on Spotify or um, Apple Music. Nice, what's it called? It's called... I don't even know. <laughs> it's just self-titled. It, okay. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like it's like Clint LaPointe music 2015 to 2018. It's a compilation. Instead of um, releasing a single or and I I was so all over the place with moving from LA to New mm -hmm. Hampshire yeah. that I recorded some of these songs in studios at LA and some of these songs in my in my basement in New Hampshire. Nice. And then my friend kind of mixed them for me and I just kind of um, the artwork is Anthony Vitek. Vitakovic, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you his name. So, but you can check him out on Facebook. He is an incredible artist. He does like a lot of art for local rappers and singers and stuff. Nice. And does posters, and I mean, you can see it's incredible. So that's online, Amazon, a couple different countries. People have streamed it and are buying it. So that's cool. And I'm trying to put those songs while I'm paying my cover gigs into um, that, into the into the mix. So, the idea is to make the bigger band, have the bigger band play some of these songs, some newer songs, and then um, do benefit shows with the bigger band um, to start to get the bigger band kind of its name out there and, okay. and established. Uh, another thing with um, the newer way of the industry is I feel like with most industries, you probably have to be doing something, not just what you're doing. So... It used to be just enough to write a good song, like Bob Dylan. Yeah. Okay, write a good song. Now he's he's awesome. But now you have to be an activist. You have to actually do stuff, and then people will find you and go, "Oh, they do that. That's great." And I like them because they also are an activist. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's kind of the way of the future of people being popular on social media because mm -hmm. people are hopefully, in my hopes, that people will get over just the oh, they're just cool because they're cool. No, they're cool because. They did X, Y, and Z for whoever, whatever, you know what I mean? So I want to help the Manchester music um, programs eventually. 
as I've heard through the grapevine that, I mean, nationally, our music programs are suffering, mm-hmm. um, educationally, you know, elementary yeah. school, middle school, high school, and I'm pretty sure in Manchester they've pulled certain music programs. They definitely don't have music history anymore at like West and Central where they did when I went there there was more kids there wasn't subdivided from Bedford but that's a long term plan I can't do anything about that right now because I'm too inundated in what I'm doing Yeah. but it's so it's so awesome and I think that would be amazing to throw a show twice a year at like the Palace Theater that was completely benefit showed sell it out and you have people that are already you know paying to be members of the Capitol Theater, they're obviously going to throw money down. It's for a great cause. Yeah. And you could even have it be a talent show of kids that are part of the school district. Who knows? But um, that's the idea because it doesn't seem like it's going to get any better unless people... And what better way to do it than you have a concert that raises money for the music. So the first order of business with that would be um, to start on a small scale and go to where I went to high school, West. Um... And I plan on this summer when band camp starts to go and work with the kids for free um, during the day, volunteer and work with the percussion line because they go a month early um, to West and they go and they practice in the field and they practice the rooms before the band even comes. Yeah. And um, I remember doing that because like I said, I was in school band and I did the marching band and the percussion and all that and snare drums and we did the parades and all that. So I kind of want to go there and to get myself established to start the whole seed. You know, and I feel like that's a really small, modest place to start. I'm not going to yeah. try to change anybody's mind. I'm just going to go and plant myself there and just volunteer and, and help people, you know, help with their with the kids' drum, with the drumming and the rudiments and whatever, and just be a part of that. And yeah. then slowly, because uh, Miss Francor is the band director there. Um, she's been band director in... Manchester since I was in middle school she was my first band director so I plan on talking to her eventually about the whole situation before I talk to anybody else and it's a big feat but that's a huge thing for the future um, because I want to be doing something I don't want to just be like every other musician who is just like living for their art I know art's awesome but I think that there's enough people making awesome music right now think of all the kids that are getting out of music school every year Mm -hmm. right now Tens of thousands of kids getting out of Purchase in New York and the new school in Los Angeles. And they're just monster musicians who can create awesome music. Their parents played music. So they have a one-up on, on me and all kinds of people who didn't grow up around people that play. I mean, you talk about kids that their parents played music <laughs> and they grew up around it and then went to school versus people that their parents didn't play and they picked up guitar and they took some lessons and never went to school. Like... It's a, it's like apples. I mean, it's like yeah, but there's a lot more to it too. Drive, ambition, you know. sure. Yeah, so there's a lot sure. of other little things involved there. Definitely, you know, but I, I can see your point. It's, it's definitely tricky. Yeah, you know, I deal with it every day when you know my podcast. Like, I'm not. I didn't go to school for this. I didn't go anything. I just got out of the army and I was like, oh, let's start doing a podcast. Yeah, you know. So, and I'm way better off than a lot of other people because they don't have enough drive to get past a starting point. So there's there's a lot there. Nothing you're gonna do well. That's a so. big no. That's a huge point. That's a huge point yeah. for sure. Because like you said, you went to Vegas. You get a slap from reality. Most people will just quit. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, picking up 
running with it is something most people don't do. <laughs> I definitely thought that when I was on the beach. I, I remember playing at the beach and being like, if I was better, I wouldn't do this right now. Like yeah. if I was if I was better at music, I would not be like I just knew that I was that I that I wouldn't if I had you know been doing it longer or something that I wouldn't have put up with that kind of crap you know because you're playing at the beach the beach was the ruggest the most rugged thing you could do because you're playing for your food yeah and people are walking by and you think you're killing it and people are walking by and they're not even looking they don't even like see that you're there that's funny it's <laughs> awesome so thank you so much for joining me this has been fun hell yeah absolutely so um, uh was it? could I mention one more thing oh absolutely um so you're releasing this tomorrow yep tomorrow morning. um I'm going to be at the Best New Hampshire uh, at the Fisher Cat Stadium on nice. June 27th um, from 6 to 9. I'm going to be playing with a drummer. So that's cool. So buy your tickets to Best of New Hampshire. And uh, make sure to stream my uh, album on Spotify and app, uh, Apple Music, Clint LaPointe Music, hashtag. Um, and uh, be on the lookout for some more new music online. Oh, absolutely. I love it. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Definitely check that out. And I'll see you next time. Thank you.